You are listening to Let's Talk Shop, produced by Smackna and hosted by Angie Simon. Let's Talk Shop is an ongoing podcast series where sheet metal contractors discuss important topics and trends related to their business. And now, Angie Simon. Hi, this is Angie Simon, president of National Smackna and CEO of Western Allied Mechanical. I hope you all are doing well and staying safe in these crazy times we're experiencing right now. Just hang in there. We will get through this together. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about air balancing and the critical role it's having in the fight with COVID-19. So joining us today is Matt Sano from Fisher Balancing Company and his one of his key balancers, Jennifer Lohr. And we're going to talk to them a little bit about balancing in the, for COVID-19 rooms. Matt, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me. Matt, could you tell us a little bit about Fisher Balancing? Sure. Uh, Fisher Balancing is uh, in its 20th year. We've been a member of SmackNo the whole time. Uh, we employ 10 balancers in the Philadelphia, Delaware Valley. So we cover New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and parts of Delaware. Uh, we have certified technicians through TABB and NEBB. And our primary customers all these years, about 75% of our work has been in the medical field. So we have a client base that's mostly hospital-based. Okay, great. And you've been, you're the president of Fisher Balancing. And how long have you been there since it started? Yes, I started the company uh, April 20 years ago. Actually, we started our 21st year. Great. And... uh, I'm a, a smart remember, and I uh, have uh, been involved with the local ASHRAE group in, uh, with respect to all the testing, whether it's annually or during the construction phase. And uh, we've been called on by our clients to get involved with them to help them uh, prepare areas of their hospital that need to have a negative pressure for the protection of the patients and the caregivers. So you're doing this work directly for the hospitals right now? In some cases, we're doing the work directly for the hospitals. In some cases where the construction has been made aware of the requirement, we're working for construction managers uh, because they're working with designers to modify pre-engineered construction that's ongoing to change it so that um, they're ready for these kind of pandemics, or at least they have a better chance of being ready for these kind of pandemics in the future. So that would be from what, what I've heard in the past is that you want the, the people where the patients are our negative pressure rooms. So you're helping adjust all these rooms to negative pressure rooms, I imagine. We are. And uh, in many cases, existing hospital systems, they were never designed to be that way. Standard hospital rooms were just slightly positive and enough to condition the space for comfort and uh, the need to make them compliant. Um, for COVID-19 has been a moving target. Uh, many of the facilities just want it to be negative, but now they also want to adhere to the uh, FGI guidelines so that they can get the minimum of 12 air changes and hopefully a, a 0.01 negative pressure reading at the threshold door. Right, which, so that has obviously probably kept you guys very busy and uh, you will, with only 10 technicians, I bet you're hopping. Yeah, there's a lot of long days. They uh, they have really stepped up and done what they needed to do. Uh, 
you know, it's in their neighborhoods in some cases, or uh, as with Children's Hospital, there's such a, a strong um, bond there, you know, to make sure that things are good for the kids that we've always, they've been a client since the first year. And so they're very important to the business, as all hospitals are, but it's it's a little more so important for us because of the nature of the use of the building. Well, we definitely thank you for for working in those facilities because I know that it it takes a special group that would be willing to put themselves a little bit at risk. And can you get, give share a little bit about Jennifer, who's been getting a lot of press lately and um, doing doing a great job with it. There was a wonderful article in the Wall Street Journal just yesterday or a couple of days ago about her. But give me a little insight to Jennifer. Matt. Well, Jennifer came almost 14 years ago, and when she originally got involved with the trade, her sister was already in the trade as an apprentice with a sheet metal contractor. And then she decided to enter the trade, really at the time, didn't realize that she'd become a balancer. You know, they kind of fit you in where they know you're going to go, um, where you're needed. And at the time, we were looking around, and uh, we had a need. So we asked her to if she'd be interested in being a balancer, because it's a little bit different kind of apprenticeship than a standard sheet metal apprenticeship. Right, right. So uh, from the very beginning, she grabbed a hold of it. I mean, she competed when the uh, Smart used to have a contest. She went for, I think, three years and competed as a uh, contestant in the balancing group. She had um, the apprenticeship program in Philadelphia looks at accumulative uh, your grade, your performance, your uh, reports from your contractor, and then they pick an individual out to be uh, noted as an apprentice of the year, they call it. So it's really a four-year achievement. And Jennifer actually was the first balancing apprentice to receive that, and she she uh, received that for our company. So we were very proud of that. Wow, congratulations, Jennifer. That's awesome. Thank you. M- moving forward, you know, she's... Uh, when I talked about Children's Hospital to you, it, it's why I'm in business. And um, I treated it as if they were all my kids. And I had to find someone that would do the same thing. And fortunately, I did. And uh, I don't even know if they know my name anymore over there. They just call <laughs> Jennifer when they have a problem. It's excellent. So, um, it's, it's good for the business. It's good because she's represented herself very well um, as a technician. Not as a female doing the work, but actually as a certified technician performing a valuable function for a hospital, somebody they can rely on. Yeah, great. Good job. Well, Jennifer, can you share with us a little bit about how this work that you've been doing lately has been different for, um, than your normal, usual day-to-day work that you did before COVID-19? Yeah. Um, so before COVID-19, uh, you know, you go through your semi-annual, your quarterly testing uh, in the in the hospital um, we have construction projects, small, larger, um, depends on what it is that we're doing. And when COVID-19 hit, it was more take as many rooms as we can that we feel are going to be the best option for flipping from positive to negative, evaluate the systems rather quickly and see how we can make them comply for the negative pressure that we were looking for um, for the safety of the, uh, the hospitals and occupants. And I imagine that they needed that done like in no time, like yesterday kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we would get a call in the morning and say, we're going to flip a floor here and then we would get there 
And it would, they would say, we're going to flip three floors. And it was just, okay, well, then let's dig in and roll up our sleeves and just kept going until we were done, you know. And then the next day we would get a different call and it was a different mission. And, um, you know, when in the, in the event that we weren't able to do what they were asking with the existing systems that they had, then we would work with the mechanical contractor and the hospital facility staff to come up with a solution. And even the solutions of, um, you know, adding exhaust fans and divorcing return systems and, um, you know, all that stuff happened very, very quickly within days, if not, you know, 24 hours on in some situations. We have been seeing a, a, a little bit of that work around here where um, actually we've been rolling in fan powered HEPAs on, on the negative side and, and connecting them to the exhaust system so that we get additional uh, air changes in the room. And, uh, mm-hmm. and making those rooms kind of negative. But yes, it, I mean, and then the problem is finding the material at this point, even like extra HEPAs are not necessarily on the shelf anymore. Right, right. So, so tell me, I mean, uh, you work with a team. Is it usually you, yourself and a, a number of other balancers as well working together? Um, most of us have our own facilities that we kind of, uh, you know, that we manage. So during that time frame, most of my work was done um, with me as the only balancer and I was working with a, a team of people at the hospital. So it would be the, the hospital staff and there was a mechanical contractor that we were working with, a sheet metal contractor that we were working with and a control contractor. But it was generally the same group of people throughout the whole process so that we had, you know, consistency across the board for at least for the facilities that I was working with. Right. Um, but as a team as a whole, yeah, our, our, our company, you know, that team, we were just in different places at Got the it. same time. So, and, and you're kind of the final sign-off on the room when you're done with it to make sure it's the way you want it, right? You have to bless it at the very end? Yeah, we, uh, at the very end, we would uh, turn over the report and the uh, facilities managers would take that report and bring it to the uh, infection control staff and the uh, nursing staff and the doctors and then patients would start rolling in. That's great. That's great. Now, how, how are you dealing with all the PPE? You have to wear all the special PPE now. How, how's that affecting everything? Uh, it's, it's cumbersome, but, you know, as long as you know that it's keeping you safe. And by the time I get back to my car and I can take off the, just, you know, because right now, if you're in the hospital, you just have to wear a mask no matter where you're at. Whether it's, if it's on a patient floor, I'll have my N95 mask. Uh, if it's just, you know, working in a construction project, we'll be in our cloth mask. But um, by the time you get to the car, you're definitely relieved to be able to take everything off and breathe a little easier. But um, it's it's just a little bit more cumbersome than what we normally are used to when we're working on the patient's bases. Being that you've always worked in hospitals, I guess. Yeah. 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 I heard the doctors and nurses cheered you. Uh, what was that like? They did. It was interesting because um, the nurses that we were working with on one specific floor um, they were going to be the main floor because um, it's a pulmonary ICU. And uh, they were asking a lot of questions. Obviously, you know, we were trying to do our best to answer questions for them. And uh, they knew that their floor was going to flip negative. And they were actually quite excited about it because they knew that it was going to keep everybody safe and they were going to be able to manage what, what was coming. And uh, they just said, you know, you guys are going to be the true heroes in all of this. And it was it was really nice to hear that because, you know, usually we roll in, we do our work and we roll out. Nobody really knows that it happens. It's just, it's there. 
so it's a given for people to walk into their buildings and know that there's airflow and um, temperature control, you know. So it was, a, it was a nice feeling, it was for sure. That is great. That is great. Because, I mean, I know that, I mean, the nurses and, do- and doctors are getting appreciated by all the people, but uh, they appreciate you because you're taking care of them in the hospital, making sure that they're safe as well, which is great. So Yes, yes. Because, uh, you know, if a nurse is, uh, are sitting at a nurse's station, then they're not wearing all the PPE that they would wear to when to go into a patient room, you know, a positive patient room. So at that point, they know that when they're sitting at the nurse's station and all those rooms are protected the way they're supposed to be, that they can, you know, have that level of comfort knowing that they're still safe. Yeah. Now, do you guys anticipate, I don't know if this is a question for you or for Matt, but do you anticipate that you're going to end up coming back into a lot of these hospitals and eventually changing these rooms around again once we get past this virus? Jen, you could tell them. Yeah, we already started doing that in certain floors um, that just didn't make sense to have uh, the, the rooms flipped the way they were. We, we put them back over this past weekend on a couple of floors, um, and they're starting to just determine which floors they want to keep this way or which ones they want to make permanent modifications to so that moving forward, um, it's an easier process to flip back and forth as necessary. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now that's a good part of our future as a mechan- as contractors, uh, female contractors and balancers to think about how we can make a room flexible to go either way. That's a, that's yeah. a great thought for the future. So Angie, actually outside of the medical field, I've gotten calls. I'm going on appointments tomorrow. Uh, a casino industry that is going to put UV lighting in their return. So we're there to measure airflow so they could size things accordingly. And then uh, a mall that wants to reopen that has to evaluate uh, the viability of their systems and how they're providing ventilation and what they're going to do based on, I imagine, their their presumed liability. Yep. Yep. With their, I mean, Right now, everybody should be slowly starting to want to come back to work. And to do that, we do need to take a look at their HVAC systems. And we're a big part of that. And the UV lighting in, in air handlers that have that have returns or units that have returns is going to be a big part of it. Um, I also have a lot of life sciences we do. And they're 100% outside air. So the UV lighting is not as much because they're exhausting the, the directly exhausting the air. But the air changes are a critical part of it, too. And increasing the air changes is going to definitely help on the circulation, I think. Yeah, you might have seen the CDC publish something on uh, timing to re-enter the space after a patient has been, when they're switching patients, they have a chart where they try to calculate how soon you could put another patient in that room in case you're crushed with, you know, a a high census of patients. Um, So we're working on that with some facilities now where they meet the minimum guideline, but they want to see how they can improve efficiency. Um, and the efficiency with respect to seeing people not necessarily energy efficient. I think it's going to it's going to punch a little bit of a hole in the green movement because there's just going to be a certain amount of energy required to maintain a healthy facility, and you just have to accept that. Yeah, I actually that's interesting because it is it is kind of going in the opposite direction with increasing the air changes and, and more 100% yeah. outside air. But and I and I do think it's also going to change a little bit of the layout of the future tenants. I mean, a lot of our tenants uh, seem seem to be having open office space where they have tables that they sit across from each other, and there's no cubes and no separation. And I suspect that they're going to be making changes to a lot of those type of layouts in the future as well. So. Well, quite honestly, I hope they all need to make changes, but. Um 
that's being selfish, I guess. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, Jennifer, can you give me a, any lessons that you've learned over the past, uh, I mean, this unique time in the last couple of months that, um, that you can take home with you from, from this experience? Um, I mean, I've maintained my health very well. I think that, you know, just making sure that uh, everybody goes into these situations with a calm head and just making sure that you're going through your processes and staying safe so that you go home and, and everything's healthy for your family as well. And, um, you know, the work is it's busy and the days were long, but just knowing that the work that we were doing was making such a, a big difference in, um, and especially our area uh, with this pandemic. And I'm just, I'm just proud of the work that we were able to do. Absolutely. I, I, I am impressed with that. And it sounds like you, it was very, very much needed. I know here in the Bay area, we've been very lucky and I should knock on wood with that because um, we, we actually have we, with Kaiser, they built a uh, just a negative pressure facility for every room like uh, with about 100 rooms for negative pressure um, patients and never ended up using it um, and so yeah. and we have very few cases at this point so we finally got to the point where we do and we'll, we'll hope that that will stay that way but um, I think with all the attention to masks and PPE it's going to help a little bit so okay. Angie it's interesting I know that if I would hope that people listen to the entire podcast um, SmackDown has always been a valued partner for the company, and I can tell them what happened as a result of the uh, Wall Street Journal article. Mm -hmm. I've had been contacted by companies that make airflow sensors. I've been contacted by companies that supply those HEPA units you were talking about, um, and all wanting to partner with us because of that article. They saw our marketplace, and uh, that's all the result of SmackDown putting things out there. Yeah. Well, and I also feel that for, for us, for my company, particularly SmackDown's uh, information that they've been putting out over the course of this time has been very valuable for us in regards to uh, from uh, protocols that you need to wear, you know, P uh, the PPE information, what you need to write up. But on top of that, even helping us navigate small business loans and everything else, I, I've been impressed with that. I, I hopefully you've been able to use some of that too, Matt. We were able to utilize it. We did qualify. We, we, been steadily working. Like I said, the only person we uh, took a medical leave for a back uh, chronic back injury, but we've been pretty steady. Uh, and we see growth ahead. Once these projects open up, uh, we have a lot of we have a lot of work booked for the f near future. Uh, one hospital has got 47 ORs and 500 patient beds. So wow. that's a new construction project that we have to get started as soon as this thing's over. Yeah. Well, that's great. We we actually had been um, shut down pretty quickly. The Bay Area was one of the first areas to shelter in place, I think. And um, and for a period of about six weeks, we really had maybe four or five jobs max going and maybe 50% of our service side. But as of this past Monday, we've op they opened up construction again. And um, and it, it and it's everybody's adjusting to the new norm of, of the PPE and making sure you get screened in the morning and everything else. But I think everybody's kind of happy to be back to work and um, and actually slowly getting things a little bit more, I guess, less, less normal, but a little more normal than it was before. So Jennifer, is there anything else you want to add to this? Thank you very much. Yes. I'd definitely like to see more, um, women join the trade. I think it's, it's been a very valuable experience for me. And I, um, coming into the trades at 27 years old and it's, it's it changed my life. So, um, right. Yeah. 
And Matt, how about you? Anything else to add on this? Any other well, just on a personal note, I can't wait for this thing to be over. I've only <laughs> held my new grandson one time since March 12th to 11th when he was born because we have to stay separated. So let's get this thing under control so I could hold him again. Yeah, I agree with that. I, and congratulations on your new grandson. Thank so. you. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. I, I think what we've, we've learned a lot of valuable information. And I think, um, it, you know, I think we will get through this together is what I keep telling everybody. We're going to make it through and it's all going to, and we're all going to survive it. And boy, we'll have some great stories to tell our grandkids in the future. for that. <laughs> tell that story to a Matt for sure. So. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, thank you again very much, Matt and Jennifer, for joining us. Thank you, Angie. Thank you for having us. Let's Talk Shop is brought to you by SMACNA, the Sheet Metal and Air Conditioning Contractors National Association. For more information, visit smacna.org.